What it do, all my crew? It's Alyssa, and I'm here to celebrate all of our dirt so that we can embrace our destiny. With a lifetime of filtering everything through religion, I'm here to share my confessions, talk about the dirt, and give you the tools that you need to move forward. So for the love of coffee, let's chat. This is your unfiltered podcast. What it do, all my crew, guess who is back? Alyssa Holt is in the house, and I am so excited you're here with me. Tuesday podcasts are back up and running. I have had to find a new normal, which is recording podcasts ahead of time to kind of gain a little bit of leadway. Um, Life has changed, and we're going to talk about that a tad Not too much because I want to encourage you today. I don't know if somebody sent you this link or if you stumbled upon this channel, but today we are going to raise a glass and celebrate the dirt. We are going to talk about the stuff. We are going to be real with life because the truth is life is not easy. The truth is life is tough. And sometimes you just need somebody to not fluff up what trauma is, to not fluff up what hardships are. Sometimes you just need someone to say, you know what? I see the dirt. I see the pain. I see the struggle is very real. But at the same time, I want to take you by the hand saying that I know if I can get through my struggle, then you can get through yours. I told my people the other day on Facebook Live, which by the way, if you don't follow me, on Facebook and Instagram, go check me out at the Alyssa Holt. Alyssa is spelled with an I and two S's. I go live over there and encourage you guys. And I told somebody the other day, I said, sometimes you just need someone to help you get out of your dirt while they show you how they're getting out of theirs. And that's exactly what I am doing. It's exactly what I've dedicated myself to do throughout my life. And with my ministry, I wrote a book called Unfiltered walking through dirt while embracing your destiny. You can find all the links in the description box, but I want to encourage you to come follow me on all the platforms, especially YouTube, um, because I have been taking you guys through a very real journey of what it looks like to get yourself up out of dirt and fight the fight of faith. I have been such a advocate of celebrating dirt because destiny is written there. I wrote the book on it. I coach people through it. I have a mentoring crew that I coach every week. If you want to find out how to be a part of these things, go check out my description box or hit me up on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to get you plugged into our crew. But the truth is on YouTube, I've been showing you the real life behind the scenes, really, of what it looks like to be diagnosed with breast cancer, what it looks like to have to go through tests, what it looks like to have to stand on the promise that you are healed even when the symptoms say something different, even when the doctor's report says something different, even when reality is saying something different, especially when you're sitting in a chair taking your first chemo treatment by yourself because of COVID and you're terrified out of your mind all the while saying, His promise still stands all the while saying, I know that this pain is real. I know that the question marks are real. I know the struggle is real. I know the symptoms are real, but I also know that I am not going to allow my situation to dictate to me how I'm going to believe I'm going to actually flip the script and rely on the savior and not the situation. 
And I do this in real time with you guys on YouTube. You get to see the emotional breakdowns. You get to see the behind the moments, behind the moments, behind the scene moments where I actually vlog these private moments where I'm not live with you on Facebook or podcasting stuff from a positive perspective, but the real life grit of being in the midst of that moment where I'm hurting, where I'm sad, where I'm scared, where I'm emotional, and at the same time having to pull myself out of the dirt so that I can see the destiny fulfilled on my life. And friend, I know that it's not easy. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what situation you're looking at. I say this all the time, but what I do know is the answer always will remain the same. And his name is Jesus. Jesus's name will stay the same. He is in the midst of the details. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that means even when you're going through cancer, he's still the same. Even when you're going through divorce, he's still the same. Even when you're depressed, he's still the same. Even when you can't pay your rent, he's still the same. Even when you're being abused, he's still the same. He will never change. And that is why I have chosen to rely on the Savior more than I rely on the situation. Friend, I know it sounds crazy, but today I am sitting here thanking God that this situation isn't permanent. That it's just something I have to go through in order to get to the promise that he has for me. It's just something that he uses in his grace and mercy. I had somebody ask me the other day, does God put bad things on you in order for his glory to be seen? And my answer to that question is I do not believe God can put bad on you. When I was a teenager, Somebody had said once in a service I was sitting in that the word good is just God stretched out. And in order for God to take something bad and put it on you, he would have to borrow it from the enemy. (laughs) And I don't think that he's borrowing bad. I don't think he's borrowing heartbreak. I don't think he's borrowing depression. I don't think he's borrowing sickness. I don't think he's borrowing death in certain areas of our life, whether it's mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, whatever it is that you are struggling with that feels like death, that feels like um, devastation, that feels like trauma. God isn't going to borrow those things in order to just see some type of good to come out of it. What I do believe, though, is that we live in a fallen system. What I do believe is that we live in a world wrapped up in sin. We live in a world that is fallen, that is in a state that was not what he had intended from the beginning of time. And because of that, bad things happen to good people, not because God is a bad God, but because we live in a system that's fallen. And because of that, God in his grace and mercy has given us promises in his word that we have the choice to stand on. The word says in Deuteronomy 30, 19, that I have placed before you blessing and cursing, life and death. Choose therefore life. And so the choice is yours. Do you want to choose blessing or do you want to choose cursing? Do you want to choose life or do you want to choose death in any area of your life? It is your choice. We live in a fallen system, which means sickness happens, depression happens, 
heartbreak happens, trauma happens, abuse happens, but God in his mercy has given us the choice to choose blessing over cursing, to choose life over death, to choose overflow in the goodness of God over the overwhelmingness of grief, over the overwhelmingness of uh, depression and trauma and hurt. But it is going to have to be a daily decision to choose those things. And in his goodness and mercy, the word says that he takes what is bad and he turns it for good. Does that mean he puts the bad on you? No, but it does mean that he uses the bad so that people can see how good he is and that you are not um, destined (laughs) for destruction but that you can make the choice to say, I believe in the curse or I believe in the blessing. I believe in life, which is Jesus, or I believe in death, which is the things of this world. And it is your choice to decide what it is you believe. It really is elementary. (laughs) And we make this thing so complicated. We overcomplicate the word of God in such a way That it is so hard for us to truly just stand, to truly just live, to truly just believe. It is so difficult for us because we have over, eh, honestly, educated ourselves in a lot of ways that we feel like we know more than what we actually know. And most of the time spin our wheels, not really getting anything that the word says we can have because We truly don't understand the elementary things of the word of God. And the number one thing is to simply believe. (laughs) You can't even become a Christian without believing. You are just as much healed as you are saved. The problem is, is that you don't know how to believe. The problem is, is that you don't know how to get your healing in your mental state, your physical state, your emotional state. Because you are so busy focusing on the reality of your situation that you believe more in that than you believe in what the word of God says you can have. And so I want to encourage you today, wherever you are, to take a second and ask yourself, where does my belief system truly rest? Where does it truly find its roots? Where does it truly get its DNA from because I think like I have said in the past it is one thing to say you know something but it's another thing to say you believe it knowing something and believing something are two totally different things but the problem is is we try to wrap them up into one we try to make them the same and they're not the same it's the same thing as my kids knowing that um I'm going to catch them If I put them on the edge of the couch and tell them to fall backwards, mommy's going to catch me because she's my mommy. She's not going to let me fall. But believing that, I believe my mommy's not going to make me fall on the ground and hurt myself. She's going to catch me. That's what's going to give them the ability to actually fall backwards and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I've got them. Knowing and believing are two different things. And so when I have been faced with this situation, when I have been faced with this new diagnosis, when I have been faced with this new journey, this new season, it has not changed what I believe one bit. 
What it has done, though, is given me a public platform to walk out faith in front of you. I wrote the book, Unfiltered, Walking Through Dirt While Embracing Your Destiny. I gave people the tools that I use to walk out of depression, walk out of divorce, walk out of um, suicidal thoughts, walk out of rape, walk out of church hurt, walk out of um, addiction, mindsets, different things, and be able to embrace the destiny. I wrote the book. I gave them the tools. I'm coaching people through it. I'm mentoring them through it. But now I've been given a platform to show them a public display of what that looks like when something is happening in my life that is so real, people can see it with their visible eye. They can see me walking through it on YouTube, the hardships of it, the emotional um, turmoil that it puts you in, the, the things you have to walk through physically and mentally and spiritually. Now I'm given the opportunity to show you what it actually looks like to be able to walk through the dirt of life and embrace destiny at the same time. Believing is really easy. The thing is, is that you have to make a daily choice to do it. Where it gets hard is when you are not aware every single day of what it is you believe. Where it gets hard is when you make small compromises along the way. So I have been setting my alarm clock four times a day to read healing scriptures over my life, over my body, over my mind, over my spirit. And I have been doing this for months. I I did it for a whole month and a half before I even got the phone call from the doctor of what it is exactly that was going on in my body. And um, I started doing this four times a day. And I'm just going to be really unfiltered with you guys. I did this all the way up until my first chemo treatment. And I just went out with my husband today um, for lunch outside of the house. It was the first day that I've actually felt really amazing. And I got housework done today and I did some stuff for my mentoring group, my crew over there, and I have organized things for my coaching crew and I told him, I said, you know, this past week's been really difficult because my body has hurt. My body has shown signs of chemo. My body has been tired. My body is showing that it is fighting the physical fight. But I told him the sad thing is, is that my body is fighting the physical fight. But I was fighting the spiritual fight with the word of God up until I did my first chemo. And then I only only really read my healing scriptures twice a day instead of four times a day. And I'm not journaling every single day or every other day like I typically do to really stay accountable to my mind and what it is I'm believing and what it is that I'm putting my trust in. Am I putting my trust in the doctors or am I putting my trust in the word of God and Jesus and his name and the blood that he gave me in order to find healing and I have seen a change in one week of how I am responding and how my body is responding. I am in how I'm able to just physically and mentally fight this thing. And I told him small compromises are what makes believing hard. Believing is easy. But when you start making small compromises, I stop journaling every other day. 
I stopped reading my scriptures four times a day and cut it down to two. And believing started to slowly, just in seven days, guys, seven days, that's all it took. I could see that believing was starting to become harder and harder day by day because I made small compromises to not be aware of where my mind is at. And I want to ask you today, maybe it's not four times a day that you're reading scriptures over yourself. I'm literally reading 30 scriptures a day, four times a day. And maybe you're not journaling every other day. If you're a part of my crew on uh, Mentor You or on Unfilter You, then you know whether or not we're being coached through my book or whether or not we're being mentored through life. I am a huge advocate of journaling. And I give you guys journaling techniques that I've done since I was 14 years old that are life-changing and are already changing women's lives all over the world. But I know that whatever it is you are doing, whatever it is that the Holy Spirit's put on your heart, and if you're not a churchy person, you have no idea what that means. Whatever it is you feel in your knower, Whatever it is you feel in your gut, whatever it is you feel in your spirit, whatever it is you feel in your heart of hearts that you need to do to keep your mind right. For some people, that means going jogging every morning. For some people, that means I've got to get my workout in every day, 30 minutes a day in order to keep my mind right. For some people, that means I've got to have some space to just worship. Sometimes that means I've got to have space to just pray and write. Sometimes that means I've got to do this thing, particular thing that I feel God has specifically spoken to me to do every day, such as what I do um, four times a day, read the word and journal every other day at the very minimum. Um, If you start making compromises on that thing, it's going to become harder and harder for you to keep your mind right and continue believing what it is that the word says you can have. In other words, it's going to become harder and harder for you to choose blessing. It's going to become harder and harder for you to choose life. It is so easy for your mind to become depleted of any kind of hope, (laughs) especially when you are facing something that is so real that it gives you symptoms, signs, and actual tangible things to lay your hands on. And when you are dealing with those things every single day, whether it is health, whether it is relational, whether it is career-wise, whether it is financial, whatever it is, you have got to have ways to keep your mind right so that you can stay rooted in what it is that you are wanting to believe for. Maybe you don't know what to believe for. Maybe you don't know how to believe. And the one thing that I want to tell you today is that you will never know what you can have If you don't hear the voice of God, well, I don't know how to hear the voice of God. The best way that you can do that is to open up the word. He's given you a whole book of words, a whole book of promises, a whole book of things that are yours and you can declare and you can have because of the name of Jesus and what he did for you. I always tell people to start with the book and begin to believe. Start with the book. And begin to believe. And the more that you do that, the word is so clear. And I say this on almost every podcast, almost every live, almost every mentoring thing that I do with my crew. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's what the word of God says. And if you are constantly getting in the word and you start with the book so that you can begin to believe, You're going to read that. You're going to speak it. You're going to see it so much that you're going to believe that you can have it. 
And I just want to encourage you, maybe, just maybe, you're not seeing um, progress. Maybe you're not seeing peace. Maybe you're not encountering peace. Maybe you're not encountering joy. Maybe you're not encountering fullness of life in your body. Maybe you're not encountering um, prosperity. Whatever it is that you're needing, because you're agreeing more with your situation, more than you're agreeing with your Savior. Maybe you're not encountering blessings because you're in, you're agreeing more with your situation than you're agreeing with your Savior. Maybe you're not encountering life because you're agreeing more with your situation than you are with your Savior. You have sat around and you have focused on the tangible things you can lay your hands on more than you have focused on what it is God is saying you can have but you simply have to make a choice every day to get your mind right and believe. What small compromises are you making every day that is making you, it is making you have a hard time holding on to destiny? What small compromises have you been making that is allowing your struggle to become something so real to you that you feel like you just can never see what God says you can have actually come to pass in your life. Friend, I I told my mentor you the other day, I said that if you refuse change, you will remain in chains. Did you hear that? I heard somebody say that when I was younger. If you refuse change, you will remain in chains. You have to change your mind in order to see God fulfill the things that he has for your life. And it really just boils down to your choice. What is your choice today? That was this whole entire pep talk for the last 21 minutes. (laughs) I don't want to make these podcasts super long. I just really want to give you something to motivate you to change, to motivate you to move, to motivate you to grab a hold of the thing that God says is yours and stop quitting before it actually happens. Stop giving up before the thing actually comes to pass. Stop making excuses for your life because of your experiences. I want to motivate you today to actually believe. Change your mind so that you can see God move the mountain. I know that you can do it. I know that you have greatness in you. I know that you have purpose in you. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what you're looking at. I don't care what the reality of your situation says. Friend, I am sitting here telling you right now that I have reports saying that I have breast cancer. I have reports saying that I have 15 more rounds of chemo. I have reports saying that a whole lot of things need to happen. But I also have the word of God that says I am healed. I also have the word of God that says I am whole. I also have the word of God that says I am strong. I also have the word of God that says he keeps all of his promises that he has nothing but good things for me, that he works all things together for my good. And I choose every day to not make compromises, to mess up my mindset, but to stand on what he says I can have. I do that by putting things in motion so that I can get control of my mind every day. And I stand on the book so that I can begin to believe. And as I believe, I see things happen. You want to know how I know? Because I've been doing this thing and I started out with two golf ball sized tumors in my breast and a lymph node that they were positive was cancerous as well. And one of the tumors so far has miraculously disappeared. 
before chemo ever started and the lymph node came back negative and my genetic test came back negative, which means that my girls don't have to worry about it. And they were positive. It was genetic more than likely. And all of these things started happening, just little things that have started happening to where they have taken me down to stage one breast cancer and they were giving me no hope in saving my breast to now, oh, looks like we might have more than likely a possibility to save your breast now because the lymph node miraculously came back negative. The other tumor has disappeared. So now we're only dealing with one tumor and chemo could shrink that enough to do a lumpectomy. And I am still believing God that he is going to absolutely just vanish that tumor throughout this process. It started with, though, me not agreeing with my situation more than I agree with my Savior. It started out with me not agreeing with what the doctors say more than what I agree with what the Word of God says. It started with me sitting down every day, four times a day, feeding myself with the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. It started with me sorting through what God's speaking to me every other day in my journal, which I've done since I was 14 years old. It, in, in other words, it started with me creating an atmosphere where I constantly take control of my mind so that I can believe correctly. So that I can dig my root system in the right belief system. And so I want to encourage you with that today. As I jump off of here, what belief system do you have? What compromises are you making? What new strategies do you need to set up? Do you need a voice in your life to help take you by the hand and actually be that encouragement to you? Well, friend, I'm here. I have a mentor you group. I have a coaching group through my book. I go live on Facebook and Instagram and I have podcasts here every Tuesday. Hit me up. I would love to be that encouragement, but I know that you have so much more to offer. So you better not give up. I want to encourage you to sit down and kind of reflect on this and take a second to do a heart check. Where am I at? Why am I not seeing progress? Is there things, are there things that I can do to believe better? And um, just know that I believe in you. So I want to end it like this. Raise a glass to the dirt in your life because it's worth celebrating.